0: You're listening to
1: ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
0: Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there.
1: Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered.
2: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend.
1: Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Check
2: it
3: out, Well hola amigos, it is time for game number two. Pelicans taking on the Phoenix Suns. Can they even up the series? We'll chat about that shortly with Daniel Salison, Pelicans Radio Network. What adjustments could be made? The guys spoke after practice yesterday. I have that for you. So we'll hear from Willie Green, Jose Alvarado, and Trey Murphy III as to what those adjustments could possibly be, if at all. It is probably a question of the data we're going to toss out there at you as well at ESPN Radio NOLA. What would you like to see as far as an adjustment goes? And what do you expect tonight? Um, do you think they can do it or not? I, I kind of think certain things probably can't happen again, huh? Like the cold shooting or... Hot start or hot finish by Chris Paul. I don't know. We'll talk about that. As the Pelicans are one of three games tonight. Hawks and the Heat start things off over on TNT. That is at 6.30. T-Wolves and Grizzlies. That is another game coming up here as well. And then, of course, it's your Pelicans and Suns. 9 o'clock tip time over on TNT. T-Wolves and Grizzlies is over on NBA TV. Memphis trailing in that series, one nothing, and the Heat leading the series against the Hawk, one nothing there. Last night, three games on tap, Raptors and 76ers, a highly contested battle between the two teams. Lots of fouls that uh Nick Nurse, head coach of the Raptors, thought should have been called on the 76ers, so they came out, you know, tossing, turning, just... Shoving people around Joel Embiid and Nick Nurse got into it verbally. Bottom line, Philly 112, 97, and had 31 points. Jazz at the Mavericks. Jalen Brunson. That's right. The Jalen Brunson. 41 points. No look at Doncic as he missed his second straight game of the postseason with that calf strain that he suffered towards the end of the regular season. 110-104 Dallas wins that game. They even it up one and one. Mitchell had thirty-four points for Utah. And the Nuggets I don't know. Have you guys watched the Warriors nugget series? Lots of people believe that Nikola Jokic is going to be the MVP and people are losing their minds over it because he's looked terrible and the team's looked terrible. In a two game against the Warriors, they are calling it the death squad. They are calling it one of the greatest shooting, you know, quartets ever assembled again Golden State. They look silly. Jordan Poole looks silly. 26 points felt like 50. Curry had 34, Clay Thompson 21, Greens hitting threes. He only finished, he didn't even finish in double figures. Just that, that team looks obnoxiously out of control. Good, good luck, uh, on that one. I don't know. It, maybe it's the matchups or, or what, but, and especially in that place where they make one bucket and all of a sudden you, you kind of get that sense and feel. Oh no, it's, a, it's about to be a bad one. So that's what took place last night though. So Warriors, Mavs, Sixers winning last night. Hawks, Heat, T-Wolves, Grizzlies. Pels and Suns tonight that will be what we discuss with Daniel Salerson coming up at 1215 also we are nine days away from the NFL draft nine days <sighs> do the Saints go quarterback no that can't possibly happen right so what do you want at sixty to 19 starting to see a lot of different mock drafts here and again I'm liking and enjoying what I'm seeing a lineman, receiver. Receiver, a lineman. And when I say lineman, there's one mock draft that NFL.com put out today that, I gotta tell you, if, if this is what happens, I, 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 I may not be upset. I know they need a left tackle. That, that, that's an obvious. We all know they need a left tackle. But, Earlier this morning, the, um, NFL.com put out their latest mic draft and it was Peter Schrager and he has the Saints selecting at 16, Chris Alave, which, you know, I, I think is a perfect fit for this team. Alave has a relationship already with Michael Thomas, who if you saw back on Sunday in game one, I, I'm not saying you forgot how big he was, but it's nice to see a receiver that size and know he's yours, right? And you saw him sitting courtside <laughs> against the Suns. I'm like, yep, come on back, buddy. Come on over here. Let's hang out and uh, see what you can do. But no, um look, we, we spoke with Ross Jackson, who, told, who touched on the fact that at the Senior Bowl, he uh, talked to... You know, lobby about uh, or or the combine, one of those two that he was there, and he touched on the fact that he um throughout the re- throughout his time at Ohio State has communicated back and forth with Michael Thomas. So there's a relationship there. There's a familiarity, if not a friendship, uh, between those two receivers. Again, makes sense to Ohio State South anyway. That guy is a good route runner. I think will give the Saints exactly what he. So again, this is just one mock draft, but. They got him there. At 19, Jordan Davis. Defensive tackle, Georgia. Gosh, we need offense. I, I know, I hear you. I hear you. David Anyamata's absence. And look, he's emerged and gotten better over the last several years. Enough that, you know, you party ways at Rankins and things of that nature. But. I wouldn't say that there isn't a, I wouldn't say need, but it, you know, again, you, you noticed the absence last year, right? I'm just saying I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. Jordan Davis is a monster. Monster. I mean, I, I, I don't know. He was 340 at the combine. 360 at UGA, the only issue is what is he going to beat? Does he struggle with his weight, things of that nature? Because of that, he struggled to stay on the field per NFL.com against Alabama the first time they played the season, but you saw the absolute dominance in that second game and what he could do, right? So I don't know. That, that guy's a physical... I mean, that guy's so fast and strong. I, I'm just, I wouldn't hate it. I just, I, I wouldn't hate it. So anyway, we'll talk to John Sigler. Saints Wire, managing editor at Saints Wire, uh, coming up at 1.30 about as we get closer and closer to the draft. What are you looking like? What do you like? Um, things that interest. Does he have a receiver in mind out of all of them? Um, Drake London is impressing people again at his personal pro day and all those different things. Gary Smith is going to join us at 145 to get the Tulane side of things. There's a pretty big baseball game in uptown New Orleans at Church and Stadium as uh, my Southerners' Golden Eagles are in town. So we're going to speak with the voice of the Golden Eagles at 1230. John Cox is going to join us here as well. Why, why, why do I think it's big? Well, Tulane needs to win as many games as possible right now in that series. They lost the series to Houston. And one of the main things as you remember when we have Corey Glor on the voice of the Green Wave, he always mentions the RPI. And that, that series loss to Evansville earlier in the season really hurt them. You, you need to start, you need to beat teams that are ranked. They need to beat teams that are ranked really high. Folks, Southern Miss, 2009 they went to Omaha. They finished the season at five. They're five in one poll, six in D1 baseball. Highest ranking ever. During, at this point in the regular season. So a win by the Green Wave today would help them tremendously. Southern Miss has won nine straight. They're in town for two. Two Tulane tonight, UNO tomorrow. The privateers also. Believe me, they're looking at it just like Tulane is. You got the number fifth and sixth ranked team in the country, depending on what poll you look at in town, you got to get wins against them. You get wins against them, that helps how you look. And UNO right now battling nickels at the top of, the Southland standings along with SLU. Nichols and SLU tied at seven and five. The Colonels are hosting Southern tonight. Again, we'll talk to Mike Silva, the head coach, coming up on Thursdays as we do. But Matt Riser as well at you know, nice sweep of UNO. So it's starting to heat up. Only five weekend series, by the way. Left in conference play. LSU taking on UL. We're going to speak with Leah Hanna, who covers the Tigers for the Advocate. She will join us and talk about the Tigers coming off of that series sweep against Arkansas and the importance here of getting in the right track. They're fifth in the SEC West at seven and eight. A lot of expectations for this baseball team this year. So we'll check in with her on how the Tigers are doing. Set so your lineup. Daniel Sallerson at 1215 next segment. We'll talk NBA basketball. Of course tonight, John Cox from the Golden Eagles. We'll speak with him about tonight's game. Check in with the intern perhaps around 1245, see what he's up to and go over the questions of the day. John Sigler, 130, 145. Gary Smith will talk Tulane baseball. And Leah Hanna will talk Tiger baseball at 215. Rest of the way, open segments. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, as always, buddies, appreciate it. When uh, you give him a buzz and say hello to him. If not, he falls asleep and then, you know, either that or he gets bored or lonely and feels like nobody likes him. So give him a call, 800 998 Tell him hello and chime into the conversation here tonight as we get you ready for the Pels and Sons Game 2. It, it's a big game. We know that. I, again, I, I'd like to see a win in the series. I think Game 3 should be fun. I said yesterday at the end of the show, I... Why not play Zion on Friday, right? Be fun, get the crowd going. I have no idea if that's happening or not, but, you know, why not? Game four will be on Sunday. But game twos are always the game. Really, I think in best of four series, especially in hoops, especially for the team that's visiting. Look, you heard Willie Green say it yesterday. Phoenix did what they were supposed to do in game one. They won their home game. They won their opening game. Uh, for a week, they did exactly what they needed to do. Pells fought back twice at the end of the first half, almost got it to 10, and then eventually get it to 6 before Chris Paul went point God. Right? Game 2. It's big. If you want to win a series, Game 2 is the game that you try to steal. If you, you know... Our home team, and you take team two, you hold serve, and now you gotta go steal one on the road, and you come back home 3-1 looking to close out, right? I mean, it's a, it's a lot of different things and reasons why game two really matters. And when it comes to the history of this team in the postseason, and you look at something that, say, David Grubb from Hard in the Paint tweeted earlier today. And when you look at it, he looks back at the history of the Pelicans and the Hornets. And you know what that series essentially is, and the importance of it when you look at Game Two. So in New Orleans Hornets slash New Orleans Pelicans history, he tweets they are zero and five in series when they've started zero and two, losing the first two games of a series. Two thousand fifteen, Golden State swept them zero four. Two thousand nine against Denver, they lost one four in the series. Same thing with Golden State in 2018, losing and starting 0-2. They did win one game in a series. In 2003, right at when we first got here, Philadelphia, that was the Allen Iverson series. That was my first, you know, up close and personal. They just moved here checking it out and going, my goodness, Allen Iverson is fast. They lost that series 2-4 to Philly, and in the year after that was Dwayne Wade just coming into the league, 2004, they lost that series 3-4. New Orleans, as he tweets, has never won a Game 2 after losing Game 1. You got an uphill battle today. There's no doubt about it. What adjustments can you make? You know, they're going to here as well. But is it personnel? Is it lineup changes, right? Personnel. Putting in this guy. Putting in that guy. Yesterday, most of our phone calls were, I would probably say, Less Devontae Graham, more Trey Murphy, right? And maybe less Jackson Hayes. I threw him, um, you know, threw in there. Hey, maybe, maybe Billy Hernan Gomez, like personnel. We were all talking personnel about this. What's interesting about it is I mentioned yesterday to one of the callers. When you look at it, Devontae Graham, did not play more minutes than Jose Alvarado, Trey Murphy, or Najee Marshall. He actually played the least amount of minutes of anybody that came off the bench. It's interesting, and I say it's interesting because when you watch that game (laughs) and you take into account how social media was reacting watching that game, you'd have felt Devontae Graham was on the court for 37 minutes. It's crazy. He was only on there for 10 minutes, over 2 from the field. Committed two personal fouls and a turnover. Did get a rebound and assist. But Trey Murphy had 26 minutes. So, I mean, when, it, when all of us are going, he needs more minutes. He did get 26 minutes. Alvarado, 14 minutes more than Graham. Marshall, more than Graham at 15. So, we'll see what kind of adjustments, if at all. If there are going to be any lineup changes, Coach Green was not giving up any info yesterday after practice. Not
0: at the moment. You know, I think as a group, we we didn't have a great first half. And that that wasn't one individual. That was us as a team. We have to be better. We have to do the things that we do better, harder, with more force, and um, see where we are after that.
3: All right. So, there you go. Let's see if there's going to be (laughs) any – Any lineup changes. Hey, don't forget, folks, the NBA playoffs means next-level basketball, first-round action. you got to get involved with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And, of course, as I've been saying this week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Don't forget the same game parlays. Open up the app, switch on over the toggle on the top. It's green. When you swipe it over, the game parlays. Um, pop-up, and it's who's going to hit a three, who's going to get more rebounds, things of that nature. We'll go over that later on in the show, some of the ones that they have perhaps for the Pelicans game. But look, you combine multiple bets from the game for a bigger payouts. Easy. More legs you add, more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a free, a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay does not hit. So here's the key. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and then use the code LaRose. When you do that in the promo code box, which is the second step when you sign up, you can bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly you can use. So free money to make more money, right? DraftKings Sportsbook app. Promo code LAROSE. Up next, Daniel Salison, Pelicans Radio Network. Don't go anywhere. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
4: non-attorney paid spokesperson attention past and present industrial plant workers in louisiana if you were pregnant while working in a petrochemical plant a refinery or other industrial plant your children may be entitled to compensation birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between new orleans and baton rouge so if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder skeletal organ or limb deformities a heart condition cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible Attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. LA 2212725.
0: When you order
5: curbside pickup on the new Rousers shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store.
1: They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus
3: Kattengau. Don't forget Pelicans Radio Network right here on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN in New Orleans. Daniel Salerson, of course, always a part of that with Pelicans warm-up, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? Happy game day.
5: Happy game day to you, Gus. How are you, my friend?
3: I'm doing well, man. I wasn't upset yesterday. I honestly wasn't. Uh, I still, I wouldn't say kind of still celebrating, but I still was happy about what took place on Friday. I thought that was a, mon- you know, I wouldn't say monumental, but a tall task to go into Phoenix, having played two play-in games in four days, having one day in between essentially is traveling to get to Phoenix, then taking on the number one team that's rested Hall of Fame point guard, Devin Booker's good. They're the number one seed. They're, they're at a different level, man. And yet, they battled. And I think if I'm a Pels fan, you almost got it to ten before half. You got it to six uh to start that fourth quarter. And then we watched why a certain player is going to get a jacket at the end of his career. So I'm kind of just looking forward to game two. How, how did you kind of take the last several days?
2: I took the
5: same approach as you did, Gus. I think you have to kind of take this for what it is. Like, look, you won your two games to get in, which was awesome. That showed a lot of growth. And you're using this series as a look for next year. You're getting these guys to the playoff experience. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you're facing the best team in the NBA, the number one record overall in the NBA, a team that went to the finals last year, and their team is pretty much the same team as last year. So, what do you expect in these types of situations that the number one team looked like the number one team the other night? They had eight days off of rest before this game. Pelicans had one day off, basically, of rest and it was going to be a rest versus rust situation. Well, the Suns didn't look rusty and they held the Pelicans at 34 uh, first half points. The Pelicans looked like they were a little sluggish at the beginning. It looked like the intensity wasn't there. I think there was a little bit of shell shock for the guys mm-hmm. that didn't have this experience. Look, if my approach to this series is have fun and try to play your game because look no one expects you to win some people don't expect the pelicans to win a game some maybe expect one but no one expects the team to win the series you gotta go out there get your experience uh learn to play with one another and, and see what happens you just never know it's the playoffs. there have been three teams that have won as an ap before so it's, it's certainly possible but yeah you have to approach this kind of like you said is just go out there and enjoy this team being in the playoffs That's something that no one thought it was going to happen when this team started three and sixteen.
3: No, down and Daniel. I think one of the things, obviously, is in this postseason. I'm with you. Look, you can't replicate it. You know, I mean, you and Todd can go to practice and clap and you know boo and, and yell at Brandon Ingram like the the crowd would be at the Suns, but it's not the same. You got to go in that environment, and you got to know what what's going to be like. For a team at that level to defend you. And I think that was the first thing I, I, I kind of chuckled in the first three minutes of the game. B.I. was hounded. It was like, you know, flies over fresh, you know, barbecue in the summer. Wherever he went, there were two, three black jerseys. Um, it, just the, the movement and speed of the Sun's defense, that team swarmed you and you felt it and then they knock a three down and then they'd swarm you. Like you have to feel what that's like, you know?
5: Yeah, I mean Mikkel Bridges finished second in defensive player of the year yeah. voting. I mean their their, their defense is, is one of the best in the NBA and they took C J and Brandon out early. They may, wanted to make Jackson, you know, beat you or Herbert Jones beat you or Jonas. Jonas struggled, had those twenty five rebounds, but a lot of them were on his misses. I mean the team shot thirty three percent in the paint the other night against Phoenix. Um if you saw some pictures from Christian Clark, the Jackson Hayes how he was being guarded they basically let him go he was sitting outside on the perimeter like yeah you can shoot a three if you want so they were basically honing in on your two guys and they end up shooting bi and cj 15 of 42 from the field so you're gonna have to space the floor a little bit you know willie green's gonna make adjustments he certainly did in that third quarter he went from scoring 34 in the first half to 65 in the second so right right away they made the adjustments and he only lose by 11 if you take that first half and then at the end of the game, say you only lost by 11, you think, how? It looked yeah. over from the beginning. You were down 19 at the half. So, again, this Pelicans team, they're never out of it. They're never going to give up. If the Suns punch first, the Pelicans are going to punch second. We saw in the Clippers game, Pelicans punch first, and then the Clippers punch, and then the Pelicans punch again to win it. So, uh, Willie Green's going to make his adjustments. Monty Williams is there. Basically, the same coach. If you look at their styles, it's going to be who comes down to execute better down the stretch. Um, tonight, and who gets off to a better start if the Pelicans don't look like a team that is fresh in the playoffs, and it gives them a chance, and if not, then you might see another uh, game like you did the other night with Phoenix.
3: Speaking with boxing analyst Daniel Salerson of the Pelicans Radio <laughs> Network, that's a lot of fights you kept saying there. You know, it's interesting. It's being a
5: physical. <laughs>
3: I I agree, and 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 I, you heard Willie say, you know, when they got their hands on us, we have to play quicker. So those are some of the adjustments. He didn't complain, you know, he didn't complain about the physicality, he didn't complain about the calls either, and things of that nature. You know, Daniel, same thing too. I'm looking at this game; it felt there are certain things that felt, and it's that emotion, I guess, of watching the game. I felt they knocked down 33 threes; they only knocked out one more. 10-9. to 9. Yep. It felt like, you know, to some Pels fans, Devontae Graham was out there forever. He, he had the least amount of minutes for the bench. And what I love about the Pels fan base now, Daniel, you probably got it post-game and pre-game, and you know, the watch parties you've been having here as well. We got a lot more GMs and head coaches. And I love that, though. I love that, right? Um Adjustments you can make or not. How realistic are lineup changes at this point? Because we can say we'd like this player to play less, and that player to play more. But at this point, do coaches just kind of trust their gut and what they are comfortable with and just say, hey, a guy like, for me, I'd, I'd love to see Billy Hernan Gomez. But that's one of those rare players that can go two weeks without playing and still get you a double-double. But that's probably harder to do than not, huh?
5: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Monty Williams talked about it after the game. He basically said he just – narrowed his rotation down. He limited it. He went down to nine guys, and that was it. Um, guys like Aaron Holiday that normally had rotation minutes did not play at all the other night. Uh, Landry Shamit that normally got some minutes did not play the other night. So Monty Williams' playoff plan was a limited rotation. Right now, Willie says he doesn't have any plans to change the lineup, but keep in mind, Jackson Hayes played just 11 minutes and started. So you saw what happened in the third quarter. Does Larry Nance get some more than 19 minutes tonight? That might be the case. Um, does Graham get less minutes, and they shorten the rotation on that level as well, and keep it the the four guys off the bench. And, you know, that mm. bench really got the Pelicans back in in the third quarter, right. especially Larry Nance, who's had a really good game. So there'll be adjustments. I'm not sure. I go everyone is ready for a starting lineup change. This is the same lineup that's really got the Pelicans into the playoffs just two months ago. So yeah, there, it is nice to have people that care. But sometimes fans being GMs. And coaches is not always the best idea because they're not around. And same for me. I'm not going to pretend like oh. I'm the one that just suggest a lineup change either. But again, this is what there's. That's the whole point of a seven game series. That's been the difference between that and two playing games is you play seven. You could play seven. So whatever Willie Green saw in game one, he's going to adjust in game two, and vice versa for Monty Williams. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's uh, we'll just have to see how that is. I, I can't predict what they're going to do, but I would think that Willie will kind of try to replicate quarters three and four um, tonight and see if they can get out early and get off to a good start.
3: You saw shots just not go down that you normally see go down. Right. Uh, among one of those players that, that did, it's crazy. You look at Giannis, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, and, dude, I mean, he had 25 rebounds, 18 points. He left 10 on the floor, at least point-wise. So there was a debate on social media during that game. Take him out, can't have him on the floor because of eight. A- look, here's the thing. If Aiden gets the best of you on a, in a few drives, he's an NBA player. You, you you know you 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 congratulate him. But I can't take away twenty five rebounds. I, I can't take away the potential of 20-something points in the paint, the guy's going to make those tip-ins. He's probably going to make some free throws. Like I, I just, I don't, to your point, like you're saying, what got you there? Your size got you there. It's why I, I'd want to throw in Billy Hernan Gomez instead of Jackson Hayes in there. Like I, uh, that's their area. I think you can attack. And I think going bigger is not a bad thing. You know, even though there are a lot of people that say, no, when they go small, you, you got to go small. I, I, I don't, I don't think that's your strengths. I think, Going back and forth with adjustments is one thing, but not leaving your strengths I think also is just as important.
5: Man, I'll tell you what. I've never had more backlash from a tweet saying that Jonas Valanciunas broke the franchise record for most rebounds. People were killing me for just (laughs) tweeting that based on how angry they were and missing shots. It's like, just one game, you all got to relax a little bit. I mean, people were just going at me like I just tweeted. The worst possible. Not not just that, Daniel, not
3: to, not to interrupt you. Dude, that guy's getting killed. I mean, like, the amount of energy that he has to use, not only for those boards, there's always two or three black jerseys around him. They are grabbing, tugging and pulling, like, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, the guy still had 18 points. I mean, then 25 rebounds. I'm like, you, you, you know, I mean, and again, I, he, I don't think we can overlook how much energy the Pels have used. Emotionally and physically, and winning that game against San Antonio, going to LA and finding a way to win in that game, traveling—even though I know it's a short distance to Phoenix—and then gearing up for them—that that's hard to do, man.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, who you want on, on DeAndre Ayton? I mean, there's no really answer for him. Too, you like Jackson out there because his ability to switch and because of his speed on a switch, can really at least try to hang in there with one of the guards and, and Paul or, or Booker or Bridges. So, uh, for me right now, you keep everything the same. And, and, again, you can change how much these guys play at the time. Mm-hmm. They maybe not play nine minutes in the first. They play seven, and Larry Nance comes out, comes in earlier. Again, people worry about starting lineups. Some people start, and then they go right to the bench. Like, it's, it's who finishes in these important games that's most important for this Pelicans team. So, again... Everyone needs to calm down a little bit with Jonas. Uh, again, 18-25 and 25 is still pretty good. I know he missed he missed a ton of the paint. He'll tell you that, too. Um, but so does a lot of the other Pelicans, and they missed a lot of wide-open shots. So um, plenty of adjustments to be made, and uh, we'll see how well he does in, in game number two
3: tonight. I will see what happens in games three and four. That is right there at the Smoothie King Center, Daniel Pelican's. A uh, warm-up walk-through, 7.30. We're going to do an hour pregame on Friday, Our pregame, of course, on Sunday. Looking forward to it. Regardless of what it is, I think the atmosphere is going to be fantastic, man. Thank you for your time, buddy.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Keep in mind, we're actually going to – I'm going to change it up on YouTube, too, Gus. We're actually going to maybe be at a different location this time for games three and four for Pelicans walk-through. So we might have a little bit of a college game day-like atmosphere Uh-oh. outside the Smoothie King Center. Uh-oh. So get Uh-oh. ready. Uh-oh. Stop by. I know everyone's going to want your autograph,
3: guys. So make sure you bring your headshots and your and your Sharpie. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. And just make sure that Jordan's like off to the side, right? Off to the side. I'm kidding. Thank exactly. you, Bud. Appreciate the time. Look forward to hearing from you tonight. Anytime, guys. Thanks. Eight o'clock Pelicans warm up tonight. Nine o'clock Pelicans Suns game two right here in your home for Pelicans basketball. Up next, the voice of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, Mr. John Cox on ESPN New Orleans.
1: I'm a hot
4: Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate foreign casualty insurance company and affiliates Northbrook,
3: Illinois. Get in zone, AutoZone.
1: Welcome to AutoZone, America's number 1 brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, save 15% when you get any 2 DuraLast rotors with a set of DuraLast brake pads. Missing a tool? Ask about our free loaner tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get
4: in
5: zone. AutoZone.
1: Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for a loaned
2: tool. Incumbent worker training has helped thousands turn jobs
5: into careers.
2: The incumbent worker training program has helped us to create knowledgeable, skillful, efficient
3: employees. The program's always been outstanding. I think over the years as engineering and
2: skilled labor tactics advance, we end up staying on the cusp of of new things, new training.
3: It definitely helps our employees grow in their craft skills. Learn
1: more at laworks.net/iwtp. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. <laughs> He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Catengel.
3: Southern Miss in town taking on the Two Lane Green Wave. You can follow the Golden Eagles on Twitter at SouthernMissBSB. The Voice. Of the Golden Eagles, Mr. John Cox joins us this afternoon. John, good afternoon. Thank you for your time, man. How are you? Gus,
2: I appreciate you asking me. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting my another trip down there to and Stadium and Greer Field. Always a lot of great baseball there. So looking forward to being down there tonight.
3: And I tell you, uh, I've been paying attention and it's hard not to. I'm just going to read a quick sentence or two off the, uh, the game notes here on the team. Southern Miss currently have won nine straight has the nation's best 10-game road winning streak, captured 14 of the last 15 games, 17 in the last 19, won seven straight CUSA contests in all nine league road uh, games in the 2022 season, and are enjoying its eighth win streak of at least nine games under head coach Scott Barry. I was talking back and forth with my, my other buddies, John, that have graduated from there as well. Is Southern Miss a baseball school right now?
2: Well, I tell you what, we got a great tradition there. You know, if you, if you go back just uh you know into the, the the late 80s, early 90s is when it really sort of uh, uh got going. You know, Hill Denson was the coach back then and you know, Hill kind of got us to that first NCAA regional and Corky Palmer continued yeah. that and Scott Berry just continued to to build on that. And uh, I tell you there's a lot of excitement about baseball in Hattiesburg right now. You don't get to do Artificial surface there a year or so ago uh, in the process of adding a big 30 by 50 uh, video board that's going to be up in the next few weeks. And season tickets are selling at a record, sold at a record number. Uh, We've had, uh, you know, 16,000 folk a weekend there early in the season against uh, Louisiana Tech. And so there's just a lot of excitement about it right now. Golden Eagle fans are really kind of turning out. They like what Scott Berry's doing. They like the way his team plays, the way they kind of approach things. And uh, so it's been a lot of excitement, a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, but uh, all those great staffs, uh, you know, that you mentioned, just got to find a way to keep that going. It's not as hard as – not as easy as people think sometimes. But right now they're playing really, really well.
3: Number five in one poll over in the perfect game poll, number six in D1 baseball. Look, 2009 is the last time, right? They were that high – and that was at the end of the season. That was the Omaha year, John. I'll just ask you very simply here: Why are they so good this season?
2: I think it's just a combination of the pitching's been the pitching's been outstanding. Now, if you look at the the numbers there, I think we're you know ranking the top ten or fifteen in about every you know pitching category. The pitching's been really, uh, really, really good, home or away. You know that when you're on the road, if you can get good pitching on the road. That kind of evens things out just a little bit. But, uh, you know, they're just playing well. i tell you, I was talking to our athletic director a little bit about this the other day, is that, you know, if you keep a team together, you know, the lot of those guys in the pandemic year, if you can keep a lot of those guys around who now are in their third year of playing, but they're really only sophomores, I mean, it really gives you a chance to kind of build up that roster build up some guys that have got a lot of experience. And I think that's part of the key here. Southern Miss has got a lot of guys that were young guys, freshmen, a lot of them during that pandemic year, who have been around now, I guess, three years, and really are only sophomores. So it's a really young ball club, but it's an experienced young ball club. So uh, I just think that they've got a lot of really talented players. They've got a lot of guys that are coming off the bench or trying to find ways to, to find some playing time. So, just a combination of things. They're just playing with a lot of confidence right,
3: right now. Speak with John Cox, voice of the Golden Eagles. Southern Miss taking on Tulane tonight. You and O tomorrow. You know, John, Tim Grubbs, the voice of the Wichita wind surge. I'm scrolling through his Twitter account and Southern Miss's Twitter account and there's Matt Walner hitting a 411-foot missile, hearing him call the home run. I, I think one of the reasons, Southern Miss, and I've asked you, you know, to start this conversation, are they turning to baseball school? It always helps to have good players, John. And over the yeah. last couple of years, yeah. you've seen some Golden Eagles make it to the big leagues.
2: Yeah, you know, Brian Dozier, you know, Brian Dozier just recently retired, you know, uh, had a great uh, major league career. But, you know, Matt Wallner is a guy that I think you probably knew, the minute that Matt Warner had his first couple of at bats as a Golden Eagle, this guy had a chance to be really, really special, you know. And uh, he hit home runs at a kind of a record pace at, at Southern Miss, so it's no surprise to kind of see him working his way, you know, up through that uh, farm system of the Minnesota Twins. And he, of course, he's a Minnesota guy, you know. He was, he grew up just outside of Minneapolis, so uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a pretty good tradition there. The Eagles have a lot of guys that are kind of nibbling there. And just maybe, just about to make it to the major leagues. So that's another thing I think they've done. They've, they've kind of they've kind of drawn. Other than Warner from Minnesota, they've mm-hmm. done a pretty good job of kind of drawing that circle a couple of miles around Hattiesburg and going out and finding the best players they can within that uh, immediate circle. So uh, yeah, recruiting's uh, as you know, recruiting is kind of the lifeline of any program, no matter what sport it is. And Scott Berry and his guys have done a really good job of not only finding those diamonds in the rough, but also finding some of those guys that are on a, a lot of schools' radar.
3: John, I, I'm going to mention this because it's, it's newsworthy at the same time. I hate to even bring this up, but that's the problem, right, with, with Scott Berry. Like five straight 41 seasons, the guy's recruiting all kinds of different places. Are you surprised? Or the fact that maybe he's, he's stayed. I mean, I know there's been overtures over there, and schools have got to be looking at a guy like him, right?
2: Well, I'm sure they are, but, you know, Scott's, you know, he's been here a long time. You know, he's been this his 13th year as the yeah. head coach. Uh, he was the, the chief assistant for Corky Palmer for a long, long time, and uh, I think he, he just loves this area. He loves Southern Miss, so he loves being a part of the atmosphere at Pete Taylor Park. And, you know, a lot of the success, uh, obviously, you know, you give Scott a lot of credit that. So I, I, I I'm sure he's got people that would love to have a guy – of his quality, of his experience, and his expertise. Uh, but uh, I think he's pretty happy where he is right now at Southern Miss.
3: No doubt. Uh, so when you look at, obviously, the rest of the season here, I was going back and forth with Andrew Abity, We're going to have on tomorrow covers the Eagles over there in the area. And I'm like, man, should I – you know, I was kind of joking. Should I start looking at flights to Omaha? Like, that's what fans do, right? That's what media sort of do. What were the expectations, John, from Coach Barry and the team on this season? Do they think they could have – a year where they could make another push to go to Omaha?
2: Well, you know, a lot of things have to fall in place. for that to happen. You know, the year the the Eagles did go to Omaha back there in 2009, I guess it was, uh, it was a team that in the middle of April was uh, kind of barely over the 500 mark. They were kind of struggling. Brian Dozier had just gotten hurt and was going to be out, you know, for the rest of the year. But then over that next six weeks, you know, they probably played – as good a baseball as they'd played all year and, you know, somehow managed to go to Georgia tech and, and win a regional over there went to Florida and won a super regional. And all of a sudden they're in, they're in Omaha in the college world series. So, uh, you know, I don't know how you kind of figure that out. I mean, that's every team's goal. Right. All the teams that play college baseball, that's their goal at the, the start of the year, but you got to have a lot of luck and, uh, got to be good, obviously, but you got to have a lot of look, look, of luck and the uh, things that got to kind of fall your way. But, uh, We'll see how that all plays
3: out. Yeah, not easy, right? And obviously a lot of teams can, can play and you got to avoid injuries and then you never know what happens in regional play and all of that. But look, you got to get yourself in that position and being ranked where they are right now, that gets you look sees for supers and things of that nature. But you got to take care of business at hand. Still got a couple of weeks left here, John. So trying to touch on as we close out here with the voice of the Golden Eagles, John Cox, the series against Tulane and UNO where you know those two schools. Are battling themselves to be regional eligible, and the best way to do that is taking care of a team that has what a thirteen RPI.
2: Yeah, and you know, but I think that's kind of Scott Barry's uh, kind of theory too. You've got to play that if you want to be the best, you got to play the best, and you got to find a way uh, to beat the best. And so, you know, our series over the years with uh, both U and and Tulane have been some of the best baseball games that uh, you know I've seen over my long time career and I've been I've been around golden eagle baseball calling the games for well about 44 years now and so you know all those great Tulane teams all those great UNo teams have battled the golden eagles so uh, there's a great rivalry there I think between even though we're 90 miles apart there's a great rivalry between the two and uh you know I don't think it's one of those uh, it's one of those series where you don't really pay attention too much to the records because uh, there's a lot of guys uh, from the New orleans area that They have been at Southern Miss at some time and Southern Miss guys that have gone down and played at UNO or Tulane. So there's a great rivalry there. It's, I think, one of the better rivalries in in college baseball between the Golden Eagles along with Tulane and uh, back in the old Metro Conference days. So I'm looking forward to it. Always a lot of fun to come down there. You know, I used to call games kind of sitting in the bleachers down there (laughs) at the, the old Tulane Baseball Park. So I've been there a lot of times. I know how how invested in it the fans are down there. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. No question about it. Looking forward to getting down there
3: tonight. Yeah, no doubt. And as you know, obviously, from being around campus as much as you do, there there are a lot of New Orleans North Shore residents, uptown residents that are students from the Golden Eagles, man. I, look, I, I love college baseball, especially in and around this area. The state of Louisiana has a lot of good teams. Obviously, Mississippi, the defending national champ with the the Bulldogs and seeing what the, the Golden Eagles are doing. I, I think it's fun, man. I, I know football runs the south man i get it but college baseball is it i would say it's a close second if not you know it is a solid second don't you think john
2: well i i don't know it's hard to say but i, I know people love it around here you know our, our fans have been great uh no matter what sport it is and uh they they do love the golden eagle baseball and like i said they've been they've been kind of turning out in record numbers so uh, it makes it a lot of fun when those stands are full and people are invested in it and uh enjoying themselves so uh but I'm looking forward to coming down there. Tulane's got that same sort of, has uh, got that same sort of tradition, uh, and mm-hmm. so always a lot of fun to come down there. It's going to be a lot of fun down there tonight. I know.
3: Six thirty, first pitch. I don't know if I'll see you again on an airplane out of the blue, like I did. <laughs> yeah, that's but, uh, kind of crazy. <laughs> one, <isn't it? laughs> I feel like I've talked to you a lot more this year than I have even my time uh, up there, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you for your time. Safe travels down here to uptown New Orleans, and of course Tulane tonight. You will know tomorrow if you're a Southern Miss fan. You want to go check them out. Number five, number six team in the country taking on the Green Wave and Privateers. Thank you, John. Appreciate it, bud. guys I enjoy it. Always
2: great to be with you.
3: For sure, man. Always a pleasure. We are your home for Pelicans basketball.
2: ESPN, New Orleans.
4: Calvin Braxton Ford is your Ford dealer in Lockport. They want you to know how important it is to keep your vehicle always running at its best. So to help you do just that, they want you to know that they can beat almost any tire price. And they have a $70 mail-in rebate on selected brands until June 30th. You can also get an alignment for $89.95. See their certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford, Highway 1 in Lockport.
5: Delivery trucks rush
0: all over town
5: and sometimes cause king-size accidents.
0: The King firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the king at 909-KING. At Thibodeau
1: Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. Once more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things, our commitment to quality and your satisfaction, both very important when it comes to your family's health care thibodeau regional once again recognized by health grades for providing outstanding quality care for more info go to thibodeau.com with no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees banking with capital one is the easiest decision in the history of decisions even easier than choosing charles barkley in a pickup game
0: we'll take barkley ha first pick sorry kids
1: <laughs> yep even easier than that with no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees is it even a decision Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.
4: Circle up, team. We've got status. Evelyn's marketing okay. consultancy client roster is skyrocketing. Okay, so this week is a biggie. We've got the pitch and three client meetings. She needs another analyst before her team's free time plummets. So who's running the competitive analysis on fruit snacks? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
2: As a recipient of a prize from Coastal Broadcasting of La Rose Incorporated, also known as KLRZ 100.3 FM ESPN New Orleans, you are responsible for applicable taxes and our licensing fees.
1: We are not responsible if a prize is damaged or breaks, an event is canceled or business closes. When mailing
2: prizes, our station is not responsible for prizes that are damaged or lost. One winner per household for 30 days. Winner must have a picture ID and must pick up the prize within 30 days. You can pick up most prizes at our studio office, 11603 Highway 308 LaRose. Thank you for listening.
4: And
0: now, an important message from Steve Harvey. I've been thinking about this thing, right? This pandemic, it just isn't over yet. We got the vaccines, I got mine, you might have yours. And when you get that, it's kind of tempting. You wanna go to the beach, you wanna show up at the club. I'm not scolding you or nothing like that. I'm a performer. I'm tired of doing my shows with no audience. I get it, but listen to this. Don't think just because you got the vaccine that you could just go crazy. We are not quite there yet. Don't let your guard down now. just follow the current safety guidelines. Wearing your mask is the best way to get it done. I know the mask is hot. I got it. But you know what's hotter than these masks? Staying healthy. Now, that's hot, and that's pretty fly if you ask me. Now, we need to all keep it together, okay? This is Uncle Steve telling you, let's unite to prevent.
4: For more information, visit unite preventorg
1: that man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wuss. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau.
3: Welcome back. Sports Hangover 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Coming up, John Sigler at 130, managing editor of Saintswire, nine days away from the NFL draft, the latest mock draft. They're coming out in droves now. And the latest one, by Peter Schreger, has two players of particular of note. That's, uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I'll give it to you if you'd like. At 16, your New Orleans Saints select wide receiver from Ohio State, Chris Solave. I like him. I like him. As I mentioned back in our number one, a relationship there with Michael Thomas. Um. They were friendly during his time at Ohio State. So there's already a relationship there, a friendship, a mentorship. It works. Michael Thomas is still El Hombre, Chris Olave, help him out, be his own right and his own guy, really good route runner. I like it. Would make sense there again at 16. At 19, Schregler has the Saints selecting Jordan Davis. Defensive tackle, the Beast, from Georgia. Now, he showed up at the Combine 340, played at 360 as over at UGA. There's some debate and question marks. Obviously, can he stay below that because of that size? Had trouble staying there the entire game, things of that nature? Look, um, he's an athletic marvel for that size. If You you know what I'm talking about, the, the bulldog in the middle. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. John says he wouldn't hate it. I'm looking forward to talking to him about that here as well because look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with a lineman. I do think you need that left tackle, right? You need a guy like that. But look, Zach Tom from Wake Forest, I, I looked this up yesterday and I wanted to bring this up. Zach Tom from Wake Forest is that tackle that I talked about that the Dolphins may be looking at to move up. And remember Mickey Loomis said that they think at 49, there could be somebody in their top 25, if not top 20. I think Zach Tom will likely be there in around that, that area. And if you remember when I brought him up and there was a write up on him, he has the highest RAS score as a center. Gus, we don't need a center. He played that two years ago. The last two seasons he's played left tackle. So he's a versatile offensive lineman. Has a very high RAS score. And he has size. So could the Saints be, they still have that third round pick. Could they move up into the second and get him? Or move up into the third and get him? Could he still be there in the second? I I, I don't know. Um, but, Again, just kind of looking at where some of these guys are. It'll be interesting to see. Now the top offensive linemen have Neal Alabama. You're going to have to get way up there. Like way up there. Second ranked player in many you know, boards and things of that nature. He's 6'7", 337. Charles Cross, Mississippi State's probably your next best. 6'5", 307. Obviously, the name that's been linked or talked a lot about from Saints fans is Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa, 6'7", 321. Just give you an idea of the size of some of these guys there as well. As I mentioned, Zach Tom, 6'4", 304. He's an offensive lineman junior there as well. So you can maybe go in that way. Look, Max Mitchell is another one from UL. The Cajuns, he's ranked 63rd overall. Um. And about midway, he's about five players below Trevor Penning. Could be another guy to look at here. Right here from um, Cajun Country, 6'6", 307 is his size. Position rank, he is 14th. Zach Toms, 17th. Again, this is CBSSports.com's per se, how they have it. Charles Cross is the second, Evan Neal's the top-ranked offensive lineman. So again, there's there's a lot of different options to maybe where they can sort of go in that direction more than than anything else. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. If you like to chime into the conversation, our question today is simple as well. When it comes to the Pelicans and Suns game number two, do you think, as Willie Green said, adjustments have to be made, or do you do you just look at it as I guess as coach is saying, coach is looking at it as hey, um, we just got to play better and. And maybe not as much make different lineups. Hear what he had to say.
0: Not at the moment. You know, I think as a group, we, we didn't have a great first half. And that, that wasn't one individual. That was us as a team. We have to be better. We have to do the things that we do better, harder, with more force, and um, see where we are after that.
3: So that's kind of where he's going at it from that perspective. Now, in-game
0: adjustments his thoughts on that yeah we'll keep making adjustments and keep trying to find ways to be better down the stretch uh chris hit some big shots in the fourth quarter we know that he's more than capable he's done it a number of times and we have to force him to do things that he doesn't want to do after looking at the film coach after practice yesterday said he saw this you know i thought um overall just first half uh we didn't get off to a great start um we have to be better at understanding that in the playoffs, the intensity is higher. The game is going to be played harder, and we, we didn't figure that out until the second half, so we can be better. Um, with that being said, six-point game in, in the third fourth quarter, and we were shooting 33% from the field, so there's some things to be encouraged about.
3: Now, one of the other things that Coach Willie Green has to say uh about particular minutes, Trey Murphy, a lot of fans saying he needs more
0: minutes is what he had to say. He's a floor spacer, and um, he can guard multiple positions. He rebounds the ball well. But when he touches the floor, you know, guys have to guard him because he can knock down the three ball.
3: How about Jackson Hayes, another player that he thinks needs to um maybe, I wouldn't say step it up, but look, I – it's kind of one of those things where he's, he's just looked lost a little bit as of late, right? Kind of just, uh, as I mentioned, floating on defense. Kind of looks to go from one spot to another. and Again, it, it could be a lot, and I get it. Look, you got Aiden moving this way. You got players moving that way, rotating. It's a lot. I mean, the pace and the speed and the level of play is completely different. You've heard NFL players say this for years too, right? That NFL speed, playoff speed is completely different than regular season speed, and I think that's one of the things that maybe for Jackson you're starting to see. It's one of the reasons I thought that it was so good to see what I've seen from Brandon Ingram for the most part. Um He's come out ready. He's ready to to take on this moment here. But it's what Coach Green had to say on Jackson Hayes and uh what he sees from him moving forward.
0: It helps us a ton. Um, Jackson is very aware that when his teammates are, are being guarded a certain way, he gets to the spot, he keeps the floor space. We have to trust it. We have to trust each other. Same thing we've been doing all season. And um, that was our message today. So it's interesting. I go
3: back to really what players have said about Willie Green and CJ McCollum and others as well about Willie, about keeping it positive. Did you hear how he said that there, that he has to trust it, that if his teammates are being guarded a certain way? In other words, he has to Yes, play better, but specifically, what to do. Look for maybe those cuts. If guys are getting double team, get ready for the ball. Attack, be aggressive, and kind of get ready to go. But it was interesting how he he did that. It's a very reassuring way of, hey, we need you, buddy, as opposed to, dude, what are you doing, and, and kind of giving up on it. I think it's a gamble. But at the same time, he has been playing well. And at the same time, he's one of the reasons why he got to this point. Now, the last couple of games have looked big for him. So I'm interested to see how he responds tonight. But you heard Coach Green, the way he's attacked it from that aspect of it. Quick break. When we come back, we'll hear more from Head Coach Willie Green. Also, Jose Alvarado and Trey Murphy. Your phone calls and more. John Sigler 130. Gary Smith on the 2 lane side of tonight's matchup against Southern Miss. Our thanks to John Cox and Daniel Salerson. In hour number one, hour two, Leah Hanna. Talk about the Tigers, what's up with them. They're fifth in the SEC West. Take on the Cajuns tonight. Sports hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.
4: My big brother and I believe that seniors who are about to graduate are a very special group with a very special future. If you have a senior at home,
0: I bet you feel just like we do. If you want to do something really special for graduation this year...